Oh my gosh, mic check, one, two, one, two. Mic check. Okay, we're here. Hi. Okay, I'm going to dive in, all right? We ready? Yes. Okay. Welcome to This or More, a wild entrepreneurial podcast adventure for bold and brave creatives like you. I'm Tiffany Knapper, your host, holistic business coach, corporate music industry dropout, a seasoned five-time multi-six-figure entrepreneur, yoga instructor, and your go-to gal for heart-to-heart coffee chats. On this show, we're not just here to share stories. We're here to ignite a fire within you and make you realize that the reality you envision is just the tip of the iceberg. You're wildly capable of achieving that reality and so much more. So my friends, grab your cup of inspiration, settle in, and let's dive into another inspiring episode of This or More. You should join a mastermind. These may be words you've heard before, but you never really understood why. Why should I join a mastermind? What am I going to get out of that? Am I really going to get one-on-one attention? Am I really going to like the other people that are in the program? And I get it. I get that if you've never been in a mastermind, you might be cautious. And if you've been in a group program that didn't go well, you might also be cautious. So I am so excited to give you direct access to the three women that were in my momentous mastermind in the summer and fall of 23. I promised you as the host of this podcast that I would not just inspire you and uplift you, but I would also really pull back the curtain and show you what it's like to grow to grow a sustainable business, and to grow as a human being, as an entrepreneur. So that's what I'm very, very excited about with this episode because these ladies and I have really become friends. We have become confidants. We have become allies. And we sit down and have just a heartfelt conversation about the ups and downs of those six months together and also where they are now just one month later. So without further ado, I will let them introduce themselves to you. Here is a brand new episode of This or More featuring the women of the Momentous Mastermind. Let's get started. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited to have three very special guests with me today, the Momentous Mastermind Babes. I have missed y'all so, so much. Yeah, it's only been a month since we wrapped our 2023 little cohort, but in a way it feels like a lifetime has gone by already in just that month. (laughs) So I would love to go around the room and virtual room and just have you all Briefly introduce who you are, what you do, and then let's tell everybody how long you've been at the helm of your own ship, aka an entrepreneur, just because I think it's interesting to see the dynamics we have in the room. Diana, you want to go first? Sure. Um, Hi, my name is Diana Gleason. I am a virtual bookkeeper. I have a bookkeeping firm, been in business just over two and a half years. And um, I serve creative women in business, and I help empower them with their finances. Madeline, you're up next. Hi, I'm Madeline Day. Um, I own the Well-Dressed Window. I've been in the entrepreneur space for just under a year. Um, We started uh, here in Nashville in January of 2023, but um, it's a family family run company. So my parents and grandparents started our two Illinois locations. And when I moved here this year, I was like, I know what I'm doing. So um, yeah, we do custom window treatments. So draperies, blinds, shutters, things like that. Love it. And Lyric. Hey guys, my name is Lyric Everly and I am an entrepreneur in Los Angeles, an award-winning cause advocate, do a lot of volunteer work. And I've been uh, running creative agencies for 16 years. Um, I've been at the helm. I know it's crazy. Been at the helm of three different agencies in that time, and this iteration of my agency is called Everly Agency, and we're going into year four. I love it, and I just wanted everybody to kind of hear the the diversity we have in the room. For one, like. Everyone is an entrepreneur, everyone is a high achiever, everyone is a creative, but everyone comes from a very different background with a very different skill set and with a very, um, you know, a varying amount of um, entrepreneurial experience, if you will, under your belt. Um, And yet, I think that we found that we all have more in common than we have not in common. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. 
sure. Yeah. So I remember at one point in time in our mastermind, I was talking about, we, we talked a lot about setting goals and being present and making transitions and evolving and being present uh, was, was a theme that I felt like we came back to over and over again. Um, but I remember at one point we were talking about how like um, you don't just wake up as a butterfly, right? Like the growth takes time. Um, so I would love to talk about over the course of our, our momentous mastermind was six months for those who aren't familiar. And six months can seem like a blink of an eye, but it also can feel like a lifetime. And I would love to just, for each of you to share, if you don't mind, over the course of those six months in the mastermind, what surprised you the most? I think what surprised me the most um, was sort of the unconditional, do I say love, (laughs) that we had for one another. You know what I mean? Like, it was just you know, we came into this group, we got to know one another, we went on retreat, and that really solidified our relationships. And we bonded in person. And I just felt like immediately I had cheerleaders, I had confidants, I have, you know, like just I'm, I'm rooting for you as you're rooting for me. And it's just really nice to not have this like competitive culture, you know, there, it's, that's you don't get that in every kind of group you're in and so I really just appreciate how genuine the women in this room are I feel the same way I feel like what was really surprising to me was you walk into a room with you know women from so many different phases of life and totally different industries and it's really interesting to hear of how Every one of us goes through a different issue at a different time, but we all struggle with it overall, I'd say. Um, You know, the issues that I brought to the group, you guys faced at some point or you were currently going through it in a different way. So it's just really interesting to see how women of such like diverse backgrounds, we all have the same struggles in a way, you know? And then I totally agree and feel the same way, Diana, where it's like, totally fell in love with all of you. (laughs) Yep. I agree. I mutual feelings on the falling in love part. Um, I told you guys before we started this episode that I was crying this morning thinking about you because, you know, going through this whole process all together and, you know, I have the feeling as we start diving into some topics today, I'm probably going to be the wild card on a lot of these. Um, But it was, it was one of the most challenging years of my life. And to be in that with you guys and to feel like you had that love and support from women who are um, going through similar but different challenges felt really amazing. And I've been reminded of that Rupee Car quote, I'm not the whiskey you want, I'm the water you need. And I feel like this year and this experience was the water I needed. Mm, Wow, that's beautiful lyric. I just got the chills for you. I love it. Yeah. Like I said, six months can, you know, you might think that's not enough time or not a lot of time. And then you get into it and you realize, especially when you start feeling like you're not so, um, in a, so, so much in a silo when you're not just live, you know, it's not just your own lived experience anymore, but you're opening up your world to someone else's experiences as well. And you can realize a lot can happen in six months. A lot can change. A lot can, you know, there, there can be a lot of wild cards. There can be a lot of moments that we didn't see coming. Um, so I, I was, I feel, uh, honored to have been able to have kind of a front row seat for all of those transitions and changes over the last six months. And I know, you know, the best is yet to come, but, um, it was a really special time. And, and for those again, listening, if you don't know, this was my first time to host the momentous mastermind in this capacity. And I couldn't have asked for a more, gracious and supporting and loving and loyal group of women. Um, And I'm just really, really, I was also kind of simultaneously blown away being able to see some of the overlap that was happening unbeknownst to you guys, right? Like, but seeing some of the parallels happening within your lives and, and just realizing as the neutral party, how, um, how impactful it can be for us to once again, realize we're not alone in this journey at all, you know? Okay, do y'all remember at the beginning of this experiment, um, everyone got a mantra 
that was put on some little silk PJs for you. I would love to just share what was your mantra at the beginning of the mastermind and how do you feel like it became yours or or what do you feel like is your mantra moving forward? Um, let's talk about it. Okay, mine was potent for me and I didn't even realize it at the time because we you had us pick that word, I want to say maybe in the first session and you didn't give us time to really think about it because you wanted it to be kind of off the cuff and natural. And I picked the word confident, maybe confidence. And at the time I was like, that's an interesting choice. Like I even questioned it in my own head. Cause like, I typically am a pretty confident person. Like I go for things. Like I feel like I've worth all these things, but like, for some reason that was my North star word for this whole experience. And it actually wasn't until a few weeks ago when I started researching the origins of that word that it all made sense. Um, Because I've gone through this whole year of challenges where the outcome, the gift in all of this is that I've never felt closer to God. And um, when I was researching the word confident and confidence, it translates to the Latin words confide, maybe confide, And it means with faith. So when you say that you're moving with confidence, it means that you're moving with faith. And so I don't think that there could have been a more perfect word for the outcome of this momentous mastermind. And I'm so grateful that I now have it on the most adorable pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) It's powerful when we wear it, when we say it, when we claim it, right? So I just thought what's better than a pair of PJs for you to remember what your, what your North star is. What about you, Madeline? What was your mantra and, and how do you feel like it evolved or how do you feel like you embodied it? Um, so mine say I am empowered mm-hmm. and I think that that it couldn't have been a better fit as well because after helping my parents run their business for a long time, um, then coming here and trying to do it myself or recreate it in a way, but also not recreate it, uh, it I almost felt like I needed permission to do a lot of things. And what I learned by, or what I learned from this group, from everything that you've taught me, um, it's that sometimes you have to just give yourself permission. You have the, you have the tools that you need, um, especially in this group. Like all of you guys have given me such great advice and, and all of that. And it's just like, you know what you need to know in a way I have the resources to learn what I need to know if I don't currently know it, but you just have to take the step and empower yourself to to move forward. And it's been, it's been awesome being able to give yourself permission. Yeah. And I can say, you know, I feel like we've all gotten to witness Madeline's glow up in a way, (laughs) you know, not that you weren't fabulous to begin with, but you know, you were on the earlier side of the journey um, from the entrepreneurial standpoint. And so, you know, it can come with a lot of questions and uncertainties. And it was just really, um, really beautiful to watch you really own your own your spotlight, own your role in, in things and realize that you, you're way more capable and knowledgeable than you were <laughs> maybe giving yourself credit in the beginning. Thank you. Lyric, I loved what what you said about the origins of confident and your post on Instagram with the, the real of that. It just was like, I'm 100% with you. 100%. I can't relate. I could not relate to anything more than that. Wow. Okay. Beautiful. Diana, what was your mantra? Do you remember? Yeah. Uh, my pajamas say I am enough. And um, that doesn't serve me anymore which I'm really proud to say. (laughs) Um, I needed that mantra at the time, and it had been sort of one I'd been carrying probably for a couple of years, um, feeling, you know, that type A personality, you know, perfectionism, all the things. And it didn't matter how hard I worked or hustled, like it wasn't enough. Was it, it wasn't enough for me or I didn't feel like it was enough for other people or I doubted it. And so I had it on a post-it on my desk for a long time to remind myself, like, again, sort of what Madeline said, like everything I have inside of me is enough. And I feel like in the year of 23, also 
an epic year like Lyric has had of ups and downs um, and growth that my mantra has really turned into this or more. Like I, I've joked with Tiffany from the jump, you know, when we, I said to her in a coaching session, I said, you know, how do you stop worrying that it's, it's all going to go away? And, and Tiffany said, you know, well, when I get that way, I just remind myself it's this or more. I'm not going backwards ever. And that just really resonated with me from before she launched the podcast. I mean, it was months ago. And that replaced on my desk the post-it. It's this or more. I'm not going backwards. And so what has happened for me through this time is that I've found more trust in myself, in the process, um, in the decisions I've made and and the things I've done that I'm enough. I don't need – I know I'm enough. It's this or more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Enoughness came up a lot as well. And I think that's, you know, enoughness in different capacities, belief in ourselves in different capacities. These are, I hope if you're listening and you felt you, you identify as a high achiever and someone who has goals and ambitions and drive and visions and ideas, these are things that are just par for the course, right? These moments of doubt or these worries that it's all going to go away. And so, um, it's really beautiful to hear what your mantras were in the beginning, why you picked those mantras, and then how they've evolved and what is the mantra you're taking into the next phase of your journey here on earth. Hold that thought. Let's continue after a quick word from our sponsor. Do you like money and do you hate paying taxes? Well, then listen up because I have an app that's going to change the way you look at taxes as a solopreneur. It's called Ruby Money and it's a lifesaver. Every time you get paid, Ruby Money calculates how much you owe in taxes based on your state. And if you click yes, it automatically sets it aside for you like a little chipmunk. And then when it's time to pay your taxes, all you have to do is hit a button and voila, your business and personal bank account never have to feel the hit. Plus, it's way cheaper and more convenient than checking in with your CPA. It's truly such a weight lifted when you know you've got all your ducks in a row and you can pay your taxes with ease. It's helped me lower my taxes by more than $3,000. Give it a try today. Click the link in the show notes and use my code Tiffany for 50% off your first month. Let Ruby Money rule your green money-making machine world. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're still here with us. It's your coach and host, Tiffany. Let's continue. When we chatted uh, at the retreat, I remember the very first night, we all went down to New Orleans. So it was the very first night. We'd had this beautiful dinner in our Airbnb, and we had a little intention-setting ceremony. Do y'all remember that? Upstairs with the candles. We did a little guided meditation in that moment, and I remember... I think we like went through the forest and <laughs> had had this whole moment and we were talking about being present and being rooted and where, you know and 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 where we were and where we were going but but really we were talking about how we wanted to feel at the end of this year how everyone wanted to feel even though yes we can set strategic goals and we can say numbers and we can ha- you know say we want to launch this thing or be this in this place but but really, we focused that night on how do you want to feel as you make these changes and as you grow and as you go through these ups and downs that are kind of part of this journey. I would love to know – I'm not expecting you to remember what we said that night. I don't remember what we said that night. But I'd love to know how you are each individually feeling right now, you know, knowing that right as the, as this is being recorded it's the end of november we're you know we're staring down the holidays and we've got a beautiful new year on our horizon so how are you feeling i am um, i remember that visualization actually i have not thought about it until you just mentioned it but i remember you led us through a forest and to a tree like you said you told us to get rooted and i remember visualizing myself as the tree and being like really rooted and strong and proud and confident and empowered, all the things we've just been talking about and that that was how I wanted to feel. And while it's been a bumpy road um, through more of my personal life than anything else this year, um, yeah, I'm gonna end the year that way for sure. I've, it's, you know, each day gets better and better. Um, I remember what I said too. I remember what I wrote down because I've got it right here. 
love it. Um, I put, how do I want to feel as confident, calm, faithful, and happy? And faithful, 100%. I'm not sure if faithful is the right word, but full of faith, that's exactly how I feel. I am 100% confident and just rooted in the fact that whatever happens over 2024, whatever happens the rest of the year, God's got me, right? And um, and I'm feeling confident in in this next year. I think it's going to be like you, we've said, this or more, for sure, taking all the steps that we've needed to in 2023. I think I started 2023 not really knowing what the year was going to look like. I had an idea of what I wanted the goal to be. And I've hit, I've hit them and that's been awesome. Um, but I feel like I'm ending it a lot better than I could have possibly wanted to end it. She's feeling good. I am. I'm feeling real good. Feeling real good. <laughs> Lyric, what about you? How are you feeling? So part of my challenge this is this year, I, I got sick and we couldn't figure out why. Um, and kind of traced it back to my time in Mexico and maybe I got exposed to like some bacteria that came back and then caused all sorts of havoc in my body. And by the time I started going to the doctor and doing labs, like my white blood cells were going crazy and I had become anemic and all these things. And so it was a, it was a big challenge to figure out a, what was going on and B how to solve it. Um, side note, Tiffany Napper is the type of friend and coach that will go to urgent care with you when she is on vacation in LA. Um, so blessings to my sister friend here. Um, but just in the last few weeks, I'm like starting to feel like myself again, which is what I was seeking. Um, cause for the longest time I was like, I just don't feel like myself. Like I, energy levels were like crazy low and like, I didn't feel like I could, get up and accomplish things that I really wanted to, which was part of this, you know, momentous mastermind. Like I had some big lofty goals that I had set. And so it was the willingness to pivot in the middle of this entire process into what I really needed, um, which was really challenging for me personally, because my father wound is that, you know, you can never do enough. Um, and so I've always been a high achiever because I was always trying to like prove myself and like get the love. Um, and so in the middle of this process, that was something that we all explored together was letting it be enough. Um, and so I think that that was a big outcome for me in this process is letting myself rest and heal and breathe and know that I'm going to be able to come back to things. Um, once you do that. Um, and so right now I'm feeling hopeful, I would say is the word at the moment. That's a great word. Yeah. We talked a lot and, it, and you know, I don't, I, I should say, I, I believe that it is, I'm sure because of my closeness to each of you and what you were going through that I'm sure subconsciously impacted my desire to claim my soft CEO area earlier this summer. And we chatted a lot about the trust fall of this journey. And again, going back to, you know, being the types of people who are notorious for doing whatever it takes, getting it done, um, to suddenly have to say either A, I'm no longer in control of this ship right now, right? With Lyric in particular and your health, it was just, you know, there became a point where we were like, well, crap, we are no longer in control. We've got to let go and, and trust that, you know, something is going to make sense. But that's a hard feeling. That's a very, you know, uncomfortable feeling when you're used to being the person who can usually figure it all out. Um, to moving, to, you know, family dynamics, to just, you know, all of the things that happen in addition to the things that happen inside the business, right? So we talked a lot about the trust fall and what it looks like to do a little bit of surrendering and trust that what you've done is enough and trust that if you take your foot off the gas, the business isn't going to crumble. And even as Diana and I were just chatting via text message a couple days ago, even witnessing, and I, I witnessed this myself in such a beautiful way over the last couple of months, that when I embody who I really want to be, which is not the hustler, when I embody the person who 
is abundant and successful and also rested and loving and kind and can show up for my friends when they need me. When I embody all of that, I attract more of that into my life in the form of dream clients or, you know, whatever it might be. So I feel like we've all experienced a little bit of that. Does anybody have anything they want to add to that dynamic? Because I feel like we all kind of went through it. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. And it goes back to that trust the process. You know, it was, I started working with you over a year ago in your expansion program. And then we did some one-on-one coaching until Mastermind started. So I would say this is like probably my month 13 or 14 with Tiffany. And we like, you really helped me to scale my company. Um, I was only one person with like a 10 hour part-time employee. And now I'm one person with two full-time employees, a part-time employee and uh, a couple of contractors. So like, you know, it's amazing to just trust the process and that now we built all this support around me. It doesn't have to be a one woman show and I can be doing things I'm passionate about and landing dream clients at the same time. That doesn't mean I get 10 more hours of work because I landed the dream client. And so that like full circle moment, which I just had, um, and I had again this morning, um, it's like these dream clients just keep falling from the sky and I'm not even trying as I'm telling Tiffany, I'm going to take my foot off the gas in 24. I think my word might be rest in 24 because Mm -hmm. 23 was a push, you know? And then it's like, Oh, dreams are just falling from the sky into my plate. It's just, I just texted her. I was like, it's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) It is so cool. Yeah. So let's, okay, let's dive in. Let's, let's, we'll segue into some, some biz, some biz talk for a minute. We've been talking a lot about personal growth and and let's share. I would love for each of you to share whatever you're comfortable with, but I'm, I'm a big believer in transparency because um, if, if we can say it out loud, someone else can see themselves in us, right? So Diana, tell us what just happened. Tell us about your win that just happened because you went off on a trip. Sure. So I went off on a on a business and personal trip. Um, I had a speaking engagement at the University of Kentucky uh, where I was talking about my journey into being an entrepreneur to a classroom full of budding entrepreneurs. And it was awesome. And in that same day, I landed like the biggest proposal that I've ever sent out in my career. Um, And it like, it literally, I got to like be speaking, which is something I'd really like to see myself do more of um, while also, you know, landing a dream client. And then that dream client just referred me another dream client. So it's just like, you know, it's so cool when that happens, but yeah, so that was a big win. And, um, what the behind the scenes of that looks like was all of the tedious work we did this year to building onboarding, you know, job descriptions, um, you know, really turning myself into a leader and forming a team and, and steering the ship and trusting that, people are going to do the work and not worry or, or micromanage. Um, now I just yeah. like forward emails along, you know, can you take care of this? Can you take care of that? We check in not to say I'm not working yeah. a million hours too, cause I am, but I'm working more on things that are pas- that I'm passionate about than being like in the weeds of my business. And I feel like it took a whole year of doing tasks that I didn't want to do. Tiffany would give me homework assignments of things I got to get done by this date or that date and get that off the plate. And, you know, they weren't all tasks I loved to do, but boy, like, did I win in it all? You know, like the fruits of my labor have paid off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that you, I love that you made that distinction, Diana, because I think that's so important. It's not about, you know, and if you're new to the soft CEO, soft CEO era term, um, it's not about the fact that I don't believe we have to work. Of course, I believe we have to work to make money. Like we're not, you know, I just. It's more about the fact that we can work on the things that are our true gifts and be abundant in that way and not have to feel like we're hustling, not have to feel like it's a grind. So it's a very clear distinction. And when you say, you know, yes, you're still working, but you're working on the things that light you up. You're working on speaking in front of, you know, people and making a bigger impact and you're not 
having to do all the nitty gritty accounting bookkeeping work that you were doing in the past because now you have this team around you that you can you can onboard a new client and hand them off to someone on your team, right? So thank you for making that distinction because I think that's important for others to hear that, you know, as you build, as you scale, as you grow this business and you have a team, you're right. Two things are going to happen. Number one, you've got to become a better leader. If you're not a great leader, it's all going to crumble around you. And that might be a completely new role for you. It is for most of us. Most of us didn't become entrepreneurs because we wanted to be bosses. It's just not normally what we were thinking of when we decided to pursue this path. But it is a very crucial part of the journey. And then and then recognizing you're so enough to work, you just get to pick and choose what you work on, right? You get to say, these are these are my natural skill sets and I want to I want to do these and everything else that I don't enjoy and I'm not good at. I want to give to someone else on my team or hire someone to do. <laughs> yeah. So good. Diana, what would you say if you, if you feel comfortable saying like, we talked about this on our, maybe our last call where you were uh, about a year ago and where you are now from a revenue standpoint. Yeah. Um, I was giving the stats. So in year one, I did $72,000 in revenue in year two. I did like 200 and I think it was 19 or 221, something like that in revenue, which was an enormous jump for a person who was working by herself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this year I've scaled my business. Um, I'm going to close the year just over 300,000. So again, an increase, not, not what I did the year before, but I'm still, I said to Tiffany, if I don't make one more dollar, but my life gets easier, I am in. And I did make more money. And, and I, and I grew the, the support that I really needed. So, yeah. And now you get to employ people and give them good jobs and treat them well. And that's a whole nother level of abundance. I'm so proud of you and excited for you for what's to come. Lyric, you want to share maybe just, you know, one big win, if you will, from, from this year and it can be, you know, related to anything you've, 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 you've been out there like trying things, trying on, feel, feeling what feels good for this next season of your life, which I think is also really important for people to hear and see. If you, if you listen to the very first podcast episode, you know that I'm, I am an Enneagram 4 to the nth degree. I like to try on new things. I've had lots of businesses. This is my fifth business. So I'm a big believer in pivoting and trying on things and, and figuring out what feels right and and being okay with the idea that we're going to change direction until we find that next groove for ourselves. And I feel like you've kind of been embodying that a little bit this year, but do you have like a win you would want to share with us and, and then some behind the scenes around it? Yeah, for sure. So I think this year, you know, along with the, the challenges, I had the opportunity to do a lot of realignment. Um, so with my creative agency, it was repositioning. Um, because I started out really serving like entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, mom and pop shops. And so I had the idea that I wanted to start serving some bigger companies and bigger agencies where we can be a built-in creative team for these companies. Um, and we had a couple of clients that we were doing this for where they have some in-house creatives, but they always have the overflow. And so it's been um, a process of realigning with my messaging and we redid, redid the website. And um, the win that came out of that was in October, I wrote the biggest proposal of my career. And then I, uh, in November, just a couple of weeks ago, we were invited to um, propose for a city project and it's triple anything I've ever written. So we're in the uh, second stage of that whole process, um, but very, very hopeful for it and looking forward to, you know, the repositioning and realigning with bigger clients. Yeah. I think it's going to, it's, it's the perfect fit. If you don't, you know, I've known Lyric for a very, very long time. We go back to um, my music industry days. We met at South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. And Gosh, I don't know, 2000 and do you even know, Lyric, what year that would have been that we met? I want to say it was probably 12 years ago. So what was yeah. 2020 or 2011? 20. Maybe? Yeah, it was a long time ago. And um, and we just instantly knew we were kindred spirits and we would stay connected for a lifetime. And um, so I've watched you work on these huge projects with big agencies. I've watched you be in-house. I've watched you go out and become an entrepreneur full time. And 
um, this just feels really right to me. So I'm very excited. And I know you've already been picking up gigs here and there, but I'm excited about the bigger and better that's coming too. Same here. Thank you. And then we would be remiss not to mention the podcast. Yes. Okay. So also during this process, one of the things that I wanted to launch um, before I fell ill was a podcast called Business in Bed. And of course, during my whole process of reconnecting with God and realigning with my values and what really matters, because, you know, at one point I was really scared for my, my outcome and my time on earth and, um, like questioning things. And I I remember like having a coaching session with Tiffany where we just cried together (laughs) because I, I was like, I'm looking into like a living will and like starting to question, you know, how long, and what I would do if I had, you know, some sort of really serious diagnosis. And, and so it really put me in a space where I had to look at what really mattered and what it is that I want to create in this world and in this lifetime, what I would be proud to leave behind. And so I just rebranded the podcast. Um, It's called The Good Light with Lyric Everly. And it's going to be focused around goodness and seeking the light and making sure that we're providing like really nourishing, uplifting content to people. Yeah. Um, And it feels way more aligned, body, mind, spirit with me. And um, I'm super excited to push that out into the world. I'm excited for you. It is like the perfect fit. And I think you're such a beautiful testimony towards this notion that, well, one, you know, sometimes we do get knocked on our butts and we have to make some serious, you know, do some serious reflecting on what we want and how we want to be remembered. And that was not a fun call. I loved being there with you. And yes, we cried. And you and I both have recently written Living Wales, me because I just lost my father. My mom was like adamant that I do this. Thanks, mom. Um, so it was a it was a beautiful discussion um, and just a reminder for I think for both of us in that moment of like who are the people that matter and who are the people that have been there for us in these um, you know through the ups and the downs not just the good times but the bad times too. But back to my point, I think you were such a beautiful testimony to someone who is so soft and strong. Like we've talked about this for a long, long time, right? Like you can be you can be soft and strong. Don't take my softness as a weakness, right? And I think that's goes back a little bit to the soft CEO era, but like, don't take my softness as a weakness. And Lyric, you are so, so, so strong and your light is so powerful. And I don't know if you still have it, but you used to have a personalized license plate that said Love Lighter. So for you to be the Good Light podcast, it makes a lot of sense. And I think it's going to be so um, impactful on this world and touch so many people. And I'm really excited for you. Thank you, Tiff. And um Speaking to the soft CEO era, I read an African proverb this morning that says, speak softly, but carry a big stick. Mm, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is what we all shall do. (laughs) Oh, Madeline, big wins. And maybe tell us a little bit of of the backstory behind it. So um, when I first started working with Tiffany, I was an actual mess um, mentally and emotionally. I just was like so tired from trying to just find clients. Like that was it. I was just trying to make it happen. And um, and so when I reached out to Tiffany, she's like, what's, what's your goal? Like what's your revenue goal? And so I set my revenue goal as 150 and she was like, I think that's going to be too low. And I was like, well, I guess we'll see. So we set a stretch goal. Um, and so I was trying to just find clients, just trying to find them. And then slowly along the way, um, we pivoted towards uh, focusing on partnering with interior designers. Mm-hmm. And through doing that, through nurturing the relationships with the interior de- designers that um, I've met over the last several months, I was able to hit 250, um, in revenue, which was so exciting. And I was so proud, but I had no idea how to celebrate. And that was the problem where I was like, I don't, I've never celebrated my wins ever. I was never taught to do that. I was never taught to, um, 
to celebrate basically anything other than your birthday and the holidays. And that was it. So (laughs) yeah, no. Okay. um, So what have you done to celebrate or what's on the agenda to celebrate? I booked an all-inclusive vacation for (laughs) for the winter. I'm so excited. But this year, I mean, this year, I'm not going to lie, like it's been extremely difficult. It's been a very, very, very hard year. My husband's in school to be a physician assistant. And so we like hardly ever see each other um, like at all. And so that was a big priority shift that I um, made over the course of this group. And my on our second to last call, I think we talked about the priority shift that had to happen um, of, okay, number one priority is my relationship with God. If that falls short, then everything else falls apart, right? So it, when that's okay, then the next, my next priority is my family. So my relationship with my husband, my dog, we don't have kids, but my dog. Um, and once that's all taken care of, then work comes into play. And yeah. so because of that priority shift, um, I've been able to prioritize work, right? And through working with Tiffany, we've been able to find the strategy to be able to make work be great, right? Um, but I've been able to not make work my number one focus. And so then it's resulted in my relationship with Jake, even though we don't get to see each other a ton, right? Our quality time that we have together is so much better. And then if you don't take care of yourself too, then everything is terrible. I mean, that, that goes without saying. Yeah. I remember that being one of the first things. So, so when Madeline and I first connected, I remember, well, number one, if you don't know this about me and you're listening, my mom had a flooring business. And so I immediately connected with Madeline because I was like, oh, I get this industry. I get, I get what you're dealing with and the family dynamics of it all. My mom had her own flooring business. She was um, incredibly successful, so much so that even though my dad was a little skeptical of her leaving her job and starting that business, a few years in, he quit his job and went to work for my mom. And then they retired after about 10 years and retired to the beach in, the, in, like in their 50s, like dream come true kind of scenario, right? Um, so I knew the business, I knew how it could be all hours, weekends, you know, um, and I also knew that she wanted really badly to not fall into that trap of, you know, work becoming the number one priority. So I remember one of the first things we talked about, Madeline, was you putting yourself back on the to-do list and going to some workout classes and doing your canning that you love to do at home Mm -hmm. and, um, and yeah, spending time with Jake and your family and all of those things. So, Uh, I think it's really incredible to watch what you've been able to do this year alone, which gives me so much excitement about what's to come for you. And can we tell, can we spill the beans about what you're doing to set yourself up for even more success in 2024? I don't even know. I mean, I just like, I'm trying to just continue doing what I'm doing. And I, uh, well, I guess, no, I guess I do know. I hired an employee. Yes. My first, my first employee yes. and her, her name's Ava and she's awesome. And I love her already. And she's only been here for two days. Um, so yeah, first part-time employee. And I am so excited at first. I don't know why, but that did, that went over my head. And then you're like, wait a minute. I'm like, no, wait, yes. That's a big deal. It's yeah. A big deal. That, that's kind of like also in a way, in a way, like celebrating yeah. what I feel like I accomplished this year is being able to give myself that gift of not having to be the only person. 1000%. And that, you know, this is what this this is what I mean when I say sustainable success, right? We're not just chasing numbers. Yeah, she got to 250 or probably more than that. I haven't looked at your spreadsheet in the last couple of days, but I know um, she got to 250, which was beyond our stretch goal of 240. And that's great. And we could we could easily sit here and carve out a plan for her to get to 350 or four or whatever. But it's not about that. It is about you making an impact. It is about you loving the life you're living. It is about you being able to feel like you are completely tapped into your life in the best way that you possibly can be. And you make a living doing something that you're naturally good at. For sure. You know? Yeah. So it's a beautiful thing to witness and be a part of. So thank you for letting me be a part of it. Thank you. One of my favorite things I had y'all do, and we did this twice, was y'all wrote letters to one another about what you admired about one another. And then we actually read the letters out loud, 
which is kind of a wild notion because as women, I think, stereotypically speaking, we're not always the best at receiving compliments. It can feel very kind of uncomfortable, right? And I know it feels un- it even felt uncomfortable for me, but I also knew that if it was uncomfortable, we needed to lean in, right? That means we got to lean in. So, would you? Would anybody want to share? How did that make you feel, and and how or how did it impact you when when y'all when I had you do that exercise together? I thought it was so beautiful, and it w- it was really interesting because the first time that we did it was the first time that we all met in person. Mm-hmm. Um, but we already had like a laundry list of things that we admired or we found beautiful in the other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being able to not only express that to everyone else, but also receive that was very nourishing, mm-hmm. um, you know, to know that you're seen in a positive light as well. And then being able to feed that to other people. Yeah. I think that's a awesome exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was really impactful for me. Um, I have been struggling with my relationship with my parents this year. Uh, my my husband and I relocated our family during this mastermind um, from New Jersey to Florida, like complete life move. And um, so, yeah, my life was transitioning in all of the ways. And I think I had been in Florida like a month before the retreat. And um on the way home, I called my dad because I had such a great experience and I felt like I wanted to share it. Um, and I was met with, uh, like, why are you calling sort of a thing? So it was, it was an awful moment. Um, and when I got home and I unpacked everything, there were the letters that you had wrote me and they were, so beautiful. And yes, I remember hearing them and feeling them in the moment being like, I can't believe these people are saying these things about me. Um, but when I got home and, you know, my dad had kind of destroyed me and I said to my husband, like, look at these beautiful things that these women that have only known me for this short amount of time see in me that my own parents don't see in me. Like I needed that so much from you all you know, and I still have them tucked away because if I need to feel good about myself, I read those. Yeah, I needed, I needed that too. I think the first time we did it, I was kind of scared because I'm not, vulnerability is not my strong suit. I'm not very good at it. It's because every single time I talk about anything related to my emotions, I cry every time. And I hate doing that, especially in front of people that I didn't know. So the first time that we did it, I was really uncomfortable with it. Um, and scared because I was like, I don't want them to see, you know? Um, but this last time that we did it, I cried like a baby because (laughs) I straight up needed it so bad because I had hit these goals and I was so proud and I didn't, I didn't have it. I felt crazy because I didn't feel like I was externally validated, but I, I technically didn't need that external validation. Um, And so hearing it from you guys was so validating, I guess. Like I felt embarrassed needing it, but I did need it. Um, And it just, it was a beautiful thing for me. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear it. I, I mean, nothing to be, there is nothing wrong with needing to be seen. It's a human emotion. It's a human desire. We all want to be seen and loved for who we are at the core of everything that we do. So I'm... Yeah, I thought it was really beautiful to hear what you all saw in each other at the beginning and then what you continue to see each other towards the end of the six months experience. And then you all blessed me as well and shared what you admired about me. And um, and it was a beautiful experience and, and, and uncomfortable even for me, right? Like, But again, when I feel discomfort, I know I probably need to lean in. Like there's something going on here. And, and I think as women in general, we do not do a very good job of um, – showering each other in um, compliments beyond, I like your hair, I like your shoes, I like your outfit, right? But some, this was beyond that. This was, I love how, I see how brave you are, or I, you know, I see how strong you are, I see how full of love you are, I see how full of light you are. Like, these were like, oh, you know, getting to the crux of like who we are as individuals, um, as human beings. And so um, I'm glad that that was a good memory, a good core memory for you all. And I hope we can all pay it forward and continue to go out into the world and tell people what we 
see and admire in them, even if it feels a little weird, you know? Let's get a little weird. And Tiffany, can I add one more thing to that? Yeah, absolutely. I was I was just thinking that I think that's the importance of like coaching groups like this or masterminds where you have a circle of people who understand how much goes into a win. Um, because, you know, for instance, like there are very few friends in my circle that I would be able to text about like um, a revenue win. You know, that would just be kind of weird in most scenarios. Yeah. But to have a circle of women, a circle, you know, men too, sure. Uh, but a circle of people in general in a group that is in a safe container where you're able to share um, all of the things that you've gone through to reach this point and then be able to celebrate that moment with them feels so good. And I really think that that's important for people in business or, you know, in pursuit of anything. Um to have a circle of people like that, whether it's a coaching group or a mastermind. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more. We, we're all going to hit walls. Like when you're working on your own and you don't have anybody else to like cheer you on and celebrate you as you reach those milestones, like it's, you're, you're much more likely to quit. You're much more likely to have a bump on the road and consider it a failure and not continue on. And, and you're right. Like I think about that a lot too, Lyric, because I've got, you know, several people in my Rolodex that I can text my wins to, and I know that they are going to receive it with love. They're not going to think I'm being egotistical. They're not going to think I'm being anything other than, oh my gosh, like they can read that and know this is a celebration of all of her work. This isn't just a brag of how much money she brought in, right? This is a testament to like her doing the hard things and making the hard decisions and going left when everyone else is going right. And they can celebrate me for that. And so that's why I love these containers and especially the intimacy of this container, because you do get a chance to really go deep, right? We got to go deep with one another. We got to really like hear from each other, like what you're going through, what your dynamics are like. And, and, and I think it just makes it even more uh, impactful when we get to celebrate those wins together. What would you say? That's a great segue, Lyric. What would you say to someone who is cautious about being part of a group program? Maybe they've never been in a group program before, or maybe they've never had a great experience in a group program before, so they're cautiously optimistic about it, or maybe even just cautious about it. What would you say to them? I mean, I'd personally say go for it. I've never regretted it. Um, You know, I've come to Tiffany for... (laughs) so many different things um, in moments of crisis, in business and personal. And she always um, meets me with the most profound sense of we're going to figure this out. So to have a person like that in your corner when everything's going crazy in your brain, um, the person that's going to help you calm down and sort it all out is imperative if you're trying to accomplish things in the world. I think too, it's, um, you know, the power of the group, obviously, and the connections of the group um, are just, you know, we all have very different networks and, and we were able in this process to be like, oh, I know somebody that could help you with that. Or I know somebody that might need your thing or, you know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's like bragging just because like we we really believe in one another and are making genuine referrals. Um, And also like entrepreneurship is lonely. It just is, you know what I mean? So when you put yourself into a container of a group coaching program, you are with people that, you know, are in all different stages of business have been, where you have been likely, you know, are a sounding board, you know, on retreat, like we would just sit around the pool and, you know, it was that hot seat coaching and we would all jump in and give feedback to one another. It was so powerful, you know, um, there's like no doubt in my mind would I not recommend doing a group coaching program like a hundred percent. I'd say like with, with that, you, you kind of get in what you Put out, or you get out what you put in, right? So if you if you come in unengaged, you're you're not going to get anything out of it. Yeah. Um. And so I was definitely nervous about it because I've never like in groups of groups of women in the past have never worked well for me. 
honestly, I've never had, I've never had good experiences with, with groups of women, um, big groups of women. Yes. Small groups of women. No. So I was definitely, I was definitely nervous about it, but you just have to be engaged and take the leap. Right. And just decide I'm not going to be afraid of this. And when you just decide you're not going to be afraid of it, it's all going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. And the more open and vulnerable you are to the group, the more you get out, you know, there's For sure. said, it's, you know, yeah. if you don't show up to the group coaching call, well then, you know, it didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Work. <laughs> that's on you. Yeah. And even showing up, even showing up, I think that's the biggest thing I've learned over the years. I've done lots of masterminds and group programs. And it's like the more vulnerable you are, the more people are going to relate to you, the more they're going to want to support you, the more they're going to extend their hand to you. Like it doesn't do any good in those scenarios to try to put on a facade or pretend to be, you know bigger than you are or something other than you are. I think, you know, I'm with you all. It does require you to come into the container, if you, so to speak, and just let your guard down and be able to be seen and, and recognize that when you extend your hand to, you know, someone else, then it comes back tenfold, right? Yeah. I'm so grateful each and every one of you made the bold and brave decision to join the first iteration of Momentous Mastermind. Uh, I, I will kind of start to wrap things up, but as we look into the future, Y'all know my favorite face and Diana's these days too, is this or more. This or more is what's in my future. This is more is what's available to me. So I'd love for each of you to share. What's your this or more thing? What are you looking ahead and saying this or more is mine? It's taking everything I've gained and trusted in 23 and implementing it, right? Yeah. Um, Probably taking my foot off the gas a little bit, not being so sales driven. I get lit up over sales, but we don't have to be clutching and selling all the time. Um, uh-huh. And I've I've been dreaming up this thing called like my rich life or rich girl era or, you know, and I'm not really sure I'm going to roll that out, but I know it includes sharing my story. I know it includes conversation uh, with other women. Um, and I think also there needs to be some self-discovery in what my rich life is um, beyond numbers and work and um, as a recovering perfectionist and a person who achieves to seek love that I don't need to do that anymore. So I kind of think I'm going to theme my months of 24 into areas that I want to like learn more about or do more of or like promises that I've kept to myself and then I I didn't keep to myself like yeah. eating healthy like so maybe January is about eating well and discovery all around it and what it means but also applying like my sense of um you know I'm a I'm a money girl so you know how can we put on a budget or is it better to eat organic and financially what does that look like but also how is it feeling for me and can i stack it now into february when i go into something different right so figuring it all out for 24 but i know there's some rest i know there's some self-discovery and i know there are a lot of conversations i'm sure this or more is in your future regarding that i love it oh well i i'm just so grateful that we were able to spend this quality time together over the last six months and and now this last hour or so and just share with others what the journey has looked like and hopefully we've shed a little light for them on what it really is like behind the scenes right not just all the good stuff but even some of the stuff that we don't always um, talk about and our on our public social media platforms or whatnot I think it's just really important that we um, that we are a little bit more vulnerable, a little bit more transparent in that way so that people aren't going into things with unrealistic expectations and then and then thinking it's their fault when it doesn't look like they thought it was going to look, right? So thank you for all being vulnerable and transparent with me and on this call today. I appreciate it. Thank you. For we love you, you, Tiffany. Awesome. We love you. Biggest cheerleaders. Ah! We have to plan our reunion or something. We'll figure it out. Yes. Yes. Okay. I love you all so, so much. I will include everyone's links to where to find you in the show notes. But before we hop off, let's just do a quick little run around. Tell us where they can find you on Instagram. Um, Yeah, we'll just do that. Diana, you go first. Sure. Um, You can find me at dg.consulting.services on Instagram. 
Um, you can find us at thewelldressedwindow.tn or um, my personal is at Madeline Riley Day. All right, a few. So at Lyric Everly is my personal. Um, Everly Agency is the creative agency and then Good Light Pod is the new podcast. Love it. Okay, we'll put all that in the show notes both below. So if you didn't catch it, just click on the links down below. Mwah! Thank you, ladies, so, so, so much. I love you all. Love you. Love Thank you. Love you all. <laughs>